You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases with no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. And today we have with us a very special guest. We have Nicole Lappin. Nicole is an author, a wonderful author, I would say, of the New York Times bestseller, Rich Bitch, and founder of Money News Network, a business and finance-focused media company with a social mission of democratizing wealth. I hope I said that right. Yeah, you did. Because I was like, democratizing. (laughs) Democratizing wealth. We get so many questions about budget, and I love talking money, honey. And I wanted to bring Nicole on to help us talk through the worst. I'm not even going to say it's the worst part of planning, because it's it's my favorite part of planning a wedding is identifying your budget and learning how to actually have a wedding you can afford well. Nicole, welcome. How are you? Thank you. And amen to that. (laughs) We don't need to break the bank to get married. No, no. Mm -mm. Keep it cute. Stay in your lane. Do your thing. (laughs) That's right. That's right. It's wild. I mean, I I told a woman actually on my show to cancel her wedding because she couldn't afford it. Like, I love love. But also, getting into debt for a wedding. No. I don't love that. Elope. Elope. Go to the courthouse. It's $35, I think. It's cheap. (laughs) That's my plan. (laughs) So we all, so you and I both understand that the actual concept of getting married is probably the cheapest part of a wedding, but it's still a fabulous occasion. People want to do it and they want to, you know, really make a big splash. But the moment some person puts a ring on your finger, you have another question that we should ask. And it begins with the letter P. Talk to me about prenups. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's like such a dirty word. So I think at different stages along the way, Fallon, you should have these money talks. You know, when you're starting to date, you want to get a sense of how responsible your partner is with their money. I don't think you should go in and ask for the credit score on the first date, although I have argued <laughs> that credit scores should be part of dating apps. I think that would be a much more important filter than like whether he's 5'8 or 5'9, whether you know, he has a higher credit score shows that he's responsible. And there's a lot of correlation with credit score and fidelity or driving record. Like it just shows how responsible you are. So you want to have some of these conversations early on when you're moving in with somebody, you want to make sure that you have a cohabitation agreement. You want to make sure you understand how the bills are getting paid. You want to make sure you have your credit in check. All of these conversations are not like fun, sexy conversations. But once you get married, it's a whole other set of conversations. So, mm-hmm. yes, the, the P word, prenup or postnup, which is rare because if you're thinking about a postnup, which is after you get married, y'all are already thinking about divorce. So those are more rare, actually, than prenups. But then when you start okay. having kids, like you have to talk about a will. You have to talk about trusts. You have to talk about advanced directives. Like these are not fun, sexy conversations, Fallon, but they're Mm-mm. so important. I agree. I agree. And when we bring on a new couple, one of my first things is, have you guys spoken to a financial advisor? Do you understand what's going to happen to your money once it's combined? Do you know how you're spending your money? And what are your goals as a couple together? Because sometimes if you don't discuss them, you might think they're on the bandwagon of we're going to have kids in two years and we're going to move into the suburbs. And the other person's like, oh, no, I was thinking I was going to quit my job, start a business, and we were going to go move to the beach. So it's, (laughs) it's finding alignment 
it together prior to walking down the aisle is what is really, really important. So with a prenup conversation, how would you even bring that up? And when do you bring it up? (laughs) Well, I would bring it up before you guys even get married. Like have the conversation. If you're hiding these types of things, financial infidelity is real. Financial abuse is real. You know, in the same way as you have issues in any other emotional part of your relationship, it can trickle into finances as well with Mm -hmm. control and other things. So I would say really early on, just get a pulse check for what somebody thinks about a prenup. You know, they could have, family money, they could have their own business, they could have their own assets. Historically, it's been this case of like, rich dudes and younger women, and like the perception that they're gold diggers, and they need to sign a prenup. But that's not like where we're at anymore. Right now, we're getting married later. Uh, You know, women have more assets. And so I like have my prenup ready to go. I'm not married, but like it is ready. And so (laughs) I want to protect you said my book, like I have best selling books, I have a company like I have stuff that I'm coming to the table with and I want to make sure that that's protected. And I also want to make sure that like a judge is not going to decide what happens to my future. Like it's taking control. And and it's this idea that you're having an insurance policy. You know, it's not doom and gloom. Like you don't think you're going to get in a car accident when you get car insurance, right? Or like (laughs) you're not thinking about your house burning down and like scared of that when you get homeowner's insurance. These are all insurance policies that like these are Mm -hmm. big grown up conversations. And I think the prenup discussion for women in particular, we just need to take it back. Like we just need to be the one who asks for it first. I think Mm. that when any hard money conversation happens, when any hard conversation in general happens, like go first. Because it gives somebody license to do the same thing. Like, if you want to talk about it, don't like skirt around it. Just be like, here's here's what I want to protect. And I also want to protect the fact that I'm not going to take on somebody else's debt. Because not only are assets, but debt during the marriage will be your responsibility if you don't figure that out beforehand. Agreed. I'm 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 dating, but I'm also like, I don't want to get married until my student loan debt is impossible is like gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So that's right. one of the things that's been holding me back from like jumping the broom is I want to make sure my money is in a great spot for me to actually have a family and really take on the responsibility of younger people, like building net worth. Like that's going to take some time and a great partnership, but it starts with me having my stuff in check first. So that's a beautiful, we don't, we, we got assets too. It's not just about their assets. It's about ours right. and it's about protecting ours. And I agree. It's not we're not planning to get divorced. It's a marriage is a business at the end of the day. And it's, it's we're merging two lives. It's a contract. You guys can just live together if you want to. But if you want to get married in the state and be recognized and get all these tax benefits and make calls when the person is, you know, ill, there's some things that you got to organize first. So, all right. Totally. And we you can have a contract <laughs> when you like live together too, like a cohabitation agreement when you're moving in with somebody. You know, mm. I've lived with folks and we didn't have that. And I moved out and, you know, there were more questions and answers. And it's always nice to have a contract discussion when things are like rainbows and butterflies. Balance. Yes. Like you don't want to have this conversation when there's tears and like, you know, potential infidelity or other drama. Part. Like it's it's just you're not in a position of strength at that point. So if you're yeah. like, hey, baby, we're moving in together. Like, let's, you know, get on the same page about who's paying the bills? Like, 
I advocate a yours, mine, and ours situation. So you have hmm. your own account. They have their account. And then you have a joint account, but you're putting in not the same amount. You're putting in a weighted amount of what you make into that account. So like if one person makes $100,000 and one person makes a million dollars, putting in $10,000, both of you, is going to feel mm -mm. a lot different, right? Mm -hmm. So like you want a percentage, 25% or whatever y'all decide to go into that joint account and make sure that you have that system set up beforehand and you have boundaries if you want to have your personal account, like just be your personal account and they're not going to touch it. Like, I think these are all conversations and everyone's going to be different with it. Yeah. So it's whatever works for you. But one of the big issues that is important to discuss is like what happens to credit cards as well, because oftentimes, you know, I've counseled women that get divorced, never had credit under their name and then can't like get a car when they get divorced, right? Because they don't have credit history. And so you want to make sure that you're accumulating payment history mm. uh, during that time because there's two issues that could happen, Fallon. Either they screw up your credit, like it's in your name and then somebody doesn't pay it. So that's bad. Uh, or you're not even accumulating any credit because nothing is in your name. So like when you have mm. bills and you're moving in together, you know, you want to make sure that some of the utilities are under your name and some of them are under their name and that they're getting paid. Like, you know that if it's under your name, that direct deposit is set up. But also at the same time, it's it's not even just understanding if you get divorced. What if your spouse... But I have two friends who had situations where their spouse was the breadwinner. They passed away. There was a trust situation. And my friend was even... They were expecting. And... It was a mess. So it's like if you don't have these ducks in a row of like your credit situation, if you don't have cards in your name, if your name isn't on some of these situations, if the will isn't organized in a pro like it can really mess you up in a way that you didn't expect. And like you're saying, you walk into a marriage, you have no idea what is going to happen from the next day to the next day. A hundred percent. And during that time, and I'm I'm so sorry that happened to your friend. I, I can't even imagine like you're going through grief. And then you're trying to figure out like passwords or like where's mm. the money or like where's the accounts or like, you know, and so uh, just even having a place or having a folder or having like a security box at a bank or wherever it is, like have that discussion of, hey, you know, we we hope nothing happens. God forbid nothing happens. We're going to live in, you know, notebook style. We're going to die in the bed at 100 years old or whatever. <laughs> but shit happens like. It will inevitably. And so uh, having that discussion of like, here's where stuff is. Here's where the, what the passwords are. Here's like the accounts that you should, you know, look mm -hmm. for. Because, you know, uh, I would hate a situation where you're grieving your spouse, you know, and then you're like, oh, I thought we had more money or I didn't know mm. like where the account was. And you're struggling on to top of what you're already yeah. grieving. Yeah. yeah, that's not it. Generation Tux understands that coordinating suit and tux looks for your wedding party can be 
overwhelming. That's why they make it easy, convenient, and stress-free with online suit and tux rentals that allow you to do everything online from the comfort of your own home. Generation Tux specializes in high-quality men's formal wear rentals, starting at $149 and award-winning five-star customer service. You can choose from 25 styles of suits and tuxedos and thousands of accessory color combinations. Test drive your wedding looks with a free home try-on and swatches for color matching your wedding hues. When you rent with Generation Tux, you'll experience a fully online platform with a guaranteed fit algorithm. They basically make coordinating your wedding party's rentals a breeze with groomsmen management tools. Best of all, you and your wedding party will receive round-trip shipping with head-to-toe looks delivered 14 days in advance. And you can try Generation Tux for yourself by visiting GenerationTux.com. Build your head-to-toe looks, get free swatches, a free home try-on, and manage your entire wedding party online. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-T-U-X.com. Whenever I'm working with a new couple, the first thing I tell them is, do not walk, run. Make sure that your registry is with Zola. Go do it now, period. But little did I know, Zola can help you plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. They're way more than a registry. So they've got free planning tools like a customizable checklist. You can do websites. You can find venues and vendor discovery. Like there's there's so many things that are accessible on Zola. So everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible and with invites that are fun to create And of course, my favorite, the wedding registry, packed with gifts you actually want. Zola can take you basically from save our date to thank you so much without even breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Game changer. Zola makes wedding planning easy and stress-free. They're the first and only stop you need to make on your wedding planning journey. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Zola will give you expert guidance and unparalleled support. Their wedding pros are on call to walk couples from question to answer anytime. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. All right, guys, we opened with the best part of the show. So now we're going to transition into you're still getting married. It's all rainbows and butterflies. We're going to go back to the cake stuff. But now it's understanding how do you prepare to now plan a wedding and have conversations about money. And I, I find it so very interesting when people are coming to me and they're like, well, I don't really know how much does a wedding cost? And it's like, don't focus on creating a budget for how much the wedding costs. Focus on creating a budget that's realistic to your lifestyle. Yeah. How does one create a budget for a wedding from a finance advisor? <laughs> <laughs> so according to Wedding Wire, the average cost right now of a wedding reception is 28 grand. Does that track with what you've seen? Yeah. Honey, that don't even cost for me, but go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so like across the country, that's how much an average wedding costs, which is like a down payment, you know, for houses. Yes. That's a big amount. That's a big chunk of change. You know, $10,500 typically for a reception venue, $2,400 for a photographer, $1,800 for a videographer, $2,000. I mean, I know these are on the lower end. (laughs) 
I also, I, on this list, I thought this was so funny. It was like $110 for a hairstylist or 100 for a makeup artist. I'm like, um, in but what I, city? Girl, in <laughs> where? Because my makeup artist definitely cost me $400. So I was like, and that's just a regular day. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, but either way, it's like couples are still spending sometimes over 40% of their annual income on this day. And that's just too much. Generally, so like if we step back, I like to talk about a budget and use a euphemism that's spending plan. Because when you're thinking about a diet, you don't want a crash diet, right? Like that feels like deprivation and not aspiration. You want an eating plan. That's something that's sustainable, right? That allows you Mm -hmm. to have a, a Hershey's kiss so you're not ending up in the middle of the night, noshing on a big old hunk of chocolate cake because you're so hungry and so deprived, <laughs> right? Like you don't want to be, on, you can't. It's just not realistic to be on like a grapefruit diet or like a, whatever, the lemonade or the, the stuff. Yeah. Like you're going to binge <laughs> at some point. And so generally I like to think of a spending plan in the same way of an eating plan where you allow yourself small indulgences financially mm-hmm. so you don't end up binging later on. So typically I'll say 70 percent of your overall spending plan should go to the essentials. So your food, your housing, your transportation, all that stuff. 15% should go to the end game. So your future self, like future Fallon, your retirement, your investments, all that stuff. And then 15% should go to the extras. I I also love alliteration. So essentials, end game, and extras. Um, Where 15% goes to like the latte, the mani-pedi, whatever is like going to keep you on track and makes life worth living. Uh, so when you're thinking about a budget, I would think about it in those terms. Like I don't, I personally, and you could take it out from wherever, as long as it fits like that general idea, I think it's an extra. Like, I don't think that having a wedding and, and feeding people, (laughs) I mean, I was so sad. I just went with my girlfriend to a resort and right after the reception, they were throwing away so many flowers. Mountains. We just went in and like grabbed them. <laughs> like, like, it hurts my heart to see all the that. sustainability conversation <gasps> is the, is real. the way what the wedding industry is like literally ruining the planet every single event weekend. But that's another conversation because I'm doing my best. (laughs) But But like that's extra. In my opinion, that's extra. And so if you have like 15% of your budget and you're like, okay, well, we're going to just use that for our wedding, then some other stuff is going to go. Like it, it needs to be rejiggered in the same way as you would rebalance a portfolio. You would want to rebalance it's like trimming the hedges. You're like pruning it as you're going. Mm-hmm. You want to rebalance if, you, you know, you have a big change in your life like a wedding. And maybe for that year, like the extras are, you know, you don't have the latte as much, which I never usually advocate because I think that, as you can see, I'm like literally drinking one right Latte'd now. latte up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that like you're never going to become a millionaire by saving on the latte. You know, in relationships, in life, in marriage, the little things matter. In finances, the big things matter. Focusing more yeah. on your credit score is going to matter like thousands of dollars in your lifetime versus, you know, nickel and diming yourself that makes you just feel shitty and like not motivated. That's just not the way to go. Like <laughs> saving a few bucks on a latte. Like I hate financial experts that tell you to do that. It's just like, no, it's Focus instead on making more money instead of more like money. digging in the like, couch for no, I was like change their business go to chat GPT write an ebook like do right? something else like generate more income don't focus on just the money that you've got so 
Is creating a side hustle a way to potentially create another revenue stream to maybe splurge on your wedding? Yeah. I mean, the average millionaire has seven streams of income. And so not all streams of income need to be super active, right? Like, I don't want to plan a wedding. I personally don't want one. I will elope Um, (laughs) because I just can't. And I'd rather spend that money on a house like or savings or investing like yeah. 100%. Like investing in yourself pays most dividends later on. But speaking of dividends, dividends are another income stream. So like if you, you know, this is a bigger conversation, not just about weddings. It's like getting your own side of the street as you're doing with your student loans in order before you go into this, like making sure you have your oxygen mask on first and making mm. sure that your investment and retirement accounts are set up before you enter into this partnership. So if you have like the beautiful, amazing, I think orgasmic force of compound interest <laughs> working in your favor, like we've seen it used against us, Fallon, in the financial system with credit cards and, and all kinds of different debt. But when it works in your favor, it's amazing. And you can get interest and dividends. And that's just like a passive income stream. But you have to set that up. Mm for yourself. So like, yes, yeah. a side hustle, but there are other streams of income that you can create, like, you know, what used to be called mailbox money. Okay. So let's say now that I'm sitting down with my significant other and we're like, look, babe, how are we doing this? Is there any, cause I know having conversations about money is sometimes really tricky for everyone. And like you said, you don't want to really skirt around these conversations, but what do you, how do you, how do you kind of kick it off? What do you say? And then how do you guys come to a compromise or an agreement about what this is going to be? And do you suggest creating a contract of like some type of we're, we're promising that we're going to stay here. What, what, what are your, what are some of your tips on how to have that initial conversation on how to create a wedding budget together? Well, I think all aspects of a relationship, you have agreements that you should talk about um, and and try to stick to, especially financial ones. But it doesn't have to be like this big, scary discussion <laughs> with spreadsheets and like, you know, oh, I love those. That, that's that's my comment. Yeah, that's my, that's me. Hi. I mean, I, I'm with you. Like, I love <laughs> spreadsheets are my love language. But, Same. but for most <laughs> folks, it's like, you know, you think of it and you get anxiety. Like I'm, my armpits used to sweat even thinking about this idea. Uh, but oftentimes we suffer more in imagination generally than in reality. Mm-hmm. And these conversations feel a lot harder in our minds than they actually are. But they don't have yep. to be like a stuffy, like interrogation, you know, <laughs> what's in your bag? <laughs> like it could be a fun, you know, have some wine. Like if you don't drink, that's not the point. Have a naked conversation about money. Like, ooh, I actually I like just that. thought of that for the first time. I like that. Let's put it out in the universe. Like, why not, you know, add a little levity, add playfulness to it and really like frame it not about like numbers and math, because that's a big misconception in general about getting your financial life together, that it's about numbers and math. Dude, I started as a poetry major. Like I'm first generation American. (laughs) If I could do this, anyone could do it. It's really about goals. And goals have price tags. And I often say like a dream without a plan is just a wish and wishes are amazing, but they Mm -hmm. don't pay the bills. And so you have to first zoom out and say, baby, like, what do you want out of your life? You know, where are we going? Like, what kind of retirement do we want? What kind of lifestyle Mm -hmm. do we want? Um, 
you know, how do we want to raise kids? How do we want to talk to kids about money? And being on the same page, like broad strokes is important first. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like same, same, matchy, match, but it has to be compatible. And then like the funnel goes down and you can talk more about the specifics. But first, like, you know, dream together. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that. Make it dream, dream together. Yeah, <laughs> we do that anyway. I, I love this. Dream together. And then that'll help you also realize I, I, when I'm working with my couples, I'm like, identify your true north. Like, what's the intention behind this special occasion? Like, what's what's yeah. the reason we're all going to get together? Right. Because why? Why? Why we do? Because you could easily yeah. elope because I'm all I'm pro elope. If you if the bread is if the money is funny pro I'm pro elope so <laughs> or even if it's not but money is money that part money is money so it's like yeah. it, when you're looking at your big dreams your big naked dreams mm -hmm. together <laughs> and you funnel it down where yeah. does a lavish wedding that's thirty thousand dollars fit into that game plan and maybe it does make great sense because you're gonna bring some key players and maybe some investor friends like maybe it'll it'll work itself out in a networking type of way but so just thinking out loud, if you're thinking of creating this wedding budget and how important it is, identify how it will impact the rest of your life goals together, but have that conversation first and maybe do it naked. Yeah. <laughs> Always better. I think that's going to be fun. <laughs> My boyfriend will totally agree. He's like, yes. Uh, <laughs> I second that motion. Um, yeah. And like really just prioritize a few things that are important. Like, you know, yeah. I've talked to my partner about this. Like he just wants awesome, dope music, right? Like, or somebody just wants great sushi or food or something. Like yeah. what is your one thing that you want to optimize for? Like, it doesn't have to be all the things. Like you don't have to have the best flowers and, and, you know, and, and, and music <laughs> and, 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 but like have one thing, have like your thing, yeah. or if, like a wedding dress is your thing. Cool. Or if it's not like there are tons of sites you can get secondhand. Don't even get me started about like the ring. Um, <laughs> God. Anyways. Well, that's that's funny. You should you should say because we've got lots of emails that I want to answer with you because I think you're going to bring a little bit of spice to this uh, to this conversation. But I, I want to wrap it up with understanding what you just said. Disappointment, maybe some sacrificing of things to stay on budget. Like you mentioned the latte conversation. Talk to me about how kind of managing your emotions when you're when you might not get everything that you want out of your wedding budget. Yeah, I think that that's why having one thing, like really doing one thing, like go ball out for whatever that one thing is, but like pick that one thing and it doesn't have to be the same for both of you, but like come up with a budget for overall and then you know, I would line item this budget if you're going to have a wedding because you're going to have to go through all of this stuff. Like mm -hmm. it's the wedding dress, it's the wedding band, it's the reception, the DJ, the invitations, the party favors, the cake, you know, like the food, you know, all of this stuff, the hairstylist, yeah. the makeup artist. I all love of my that. budget. You know, or like, <laughs> right. But some of it, it, it's, it's again, like it's a balance. So if you say, yeah. I love doing my own makeup. Cool. Then like that can go somewhere else. Uh, you know, so I would take a general budget for what typically is involved in a wedding that you would want to have. And then, you know, rejig a recording. Yeah. But you can also negotiate a lot of this stuff or, or creatively or like, yes, harder. you can. 
but be nice. Yes. And that's why I was like, if you, if you're having, when you're creating your budget, also think about the people already in your network. Mm -hmm. You might have a really great graphic design friend who can do your invitations or some digital format, right? Or a makeup artist friend, like you're saying, or you can even ask your, we can talk, we're going to get there later, but asking, is your family donating? Are they going to cover some costs? Are they going to cover rehearsal dinners? What are they doing? Um, So you can basically assign and delegate some of these line items to other party members, if you will. (laughs) Totally. Or use Sarah Blakely's wedding dress. She's been passing it around. Founder of Spanx. (laughs) I wonder if it's got built-in Spanx in it. That's That's the answer. Nadri knows it's important to find the perfect finishing touch for your wedding day. Even if you've already spent most of your budget on the dress, the venue, etc. I mean, you deserve a little sparkle. So that's why Nadri creates the most stunning, highest quality fashion jewelry with show-stopping sparkles, often mistaken for real diamonds. Let's get real. You need to accessorize for the engagement party, bridal shower, rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and the honeymoon. Thankfully, Nadri has you covered with the perfect jewels for every occasion. Plus, if you need to find the perfect bridal party or mother of the bride gifts, Nadri's got you covered. Nadri jewelry is meticulously made like fine jewelry using the highest grade materials to ensure durability, shine, and that show-stopping sparkle that the brand is so well known for. When it comes to jewelry for your big day, you were in the best hands with Nadri. And best of all, you get 20% off your first order with code BETCHESBRIDE, valid now through June 30, 2024. Discount must be entered at checkout and cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Try Nadri for yourself by visiting nadri.com slash discount slash Betch's Bride. Learn more, find the perfect jewelry, and take the quiz to find out your bridal style on Nadri's wedding shop page. All new customers will get 20% off their first order on nadri.com slash discount slash Betch's Bride. That's N-A-D-R-I dot com slash discount slash Betch's Bride. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, so we got a we got a question. We're gonna jump right in. Her our email reads: Long story short, my boyfriend is worried that he won't be able to afford an expensive ring with his current salary. I wish I could say the ring doesn't matter, but honestly, I want to love it. Hmm. 
I make significantly more than my boyfriend and want to add to the budget. My mom also offered me a few of my late grandma's diamond rings to repurpose the stones and wants to use their jeweler to design a ring. Is it okay for the bride to help pay for the ring? How would you bring this conversation up with your partner? Am I being too superficial and should just be happy with whatever ring my partner can afford? Would I be better off looking at lab diamonds? Thank you for all your bridal wisdom. A wannabe frosted betch. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I Listen, I like a lab diamond. I'm down with a lab diamond. I'm also down with like a tattoo of a ring. Like I, I personally, uh, Nicole, like, I don't think any of this stuff matters. I'm bullish on a long-term good relationship. All this other stuff I think is like, take it or leave it. But if it's important Mm. to you, like I would say, get a used ring. Uh, we've had women on the show who have had crazy expensive rings that they've bought at retail or their former partner bought at retail and they broke up. And the resale value is peanuts. And so it's peanuts for the person that's selling it because they spent a bunch of money and now they're taking a huge loss on whatever that value is. But like, you could be the recipient of that. You know, buying a used ring is, is usually something that women do for themselves. Like women will buy used jewelry in general because the value is so much better and like it's, you know, gently used. Men don't typically even know that that's a thing. And so mm. I would start, I would start there. There's no shame in like a pawn shop game. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that part. Do what you, you got to do. They're like real, real or, you know, like first dibs or the local place. You know, I think the, the secondhand way to go, if you want something extra, I, I would start there. Okay. This is hard because I'm very much like, I, I don't want to be involved in the purchase or the design of my gift to myself for this occasion. It's like oh, kind of whatever he gives me, I would, I, I, I want that to be it, period. Like I don't want to adjust it. I don't want to shift it. I don't want to change it. I don't want to have to say, I wish this was bigger. I want to be in love with it. And I'm going to make my heart be in love with it because it's coming from him, period. Mm-hmm. So it, but also, I think we're probably going to have a lot of conversations and he's going to do the best that he can with what he's got to give me what I have envisioned. I watched a whole documentary on the whole diamond industry on the airplane. That's where I'm like, oh, I don't need any of yeah. this. So I was like, give me a little gold band, whatever it is. It, it represents our love, period. Mm-hmm. I would be okay with it. But understand, girl, you want to be blinged out. If that's the case, I would say d- help donate the donate your mom's rings and make up something. But mm-hmm. But like real talk too, you're going to have to wear it every day. <laughs> so like I get it. I get I get where she's coming from. Can't you just buy those fake ones? Can't you just buy those fake ones that are like um I'm I am yes. I'm so down with that. Who yeah, cares? I'm going to buy that. Yes, I'm but I'm also trying. like yes, have a if you want to if you're going to have to wear it every single day like just you know wh- why are you nervous to have a conversation with your significant other about yeah. like, generally the direction like, and, you know, like from I wear yellow gold, you know, it just looks better. I don't know. I'm into it. Uh, but like if somebody gave me something that was rose gold, like I hate rose gold. Right. And so you're not going to want a thing like that. 
So broad strokes, I would have kind of an aesthetic conversation. I was like, this is def- above my pay grade, but yeah, I was like, they're not good. I was like, if he brings you something that you're like, oh, this is terrible. It's turquoise. Like what? Like he sees you. He, I, I'm assuming, and of course, we're coming as two non-engaged married women who are like, how could he not know what ring I like? Like I've sent him a Pinterest board of like 30 different options. How do you not get it? Like I don't. <laughs> my best like, friend has been texting him. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like when, like you saw, did you see the pair? Why are you over here getting another cut? Like that's not, but anyway, have the conversation. Y'all, every day on this podcast, I say, talk to people, tell them what you want, period. And respectfully. Yes. <laughs> and also, if you want to know what somebody is thinking, ask them. Ask them. You don't know. You're not in somebody else's brain. And use visuals. Let's, baby, are you looking at something like this? Are we looking at something like this? Like, exactly. tell them what's important to you and move and move along. But I wish you blingy dreams and I hope it's it meets your needs. And if not in 10 years, then he can upgrade you. Like that That's when right. he... When his money maybe grows and compounds interest, he can get yeah. you the ring that you, you're really deserving. All right. <laughs> Our next email question is, hi, I have a slight predicament. Ooh. My future in-laws were gracious to give us some money to do whatever we want with our wedding. I love this already. Okay. Mm. I know it's tradition for the groom's parents to host the rehearsal dinner, but they made no mention of it and even said to do whatever we want with it. I'm not sure if it was implied that that's what they wanted us to use the money for. Well, girl, she said whatever she didn't. Anyway. Okay. Then my future mom-in-law kindly offered to throw me a wedding shower. My aunt offered to throw me one before my future mom-in-law did. I would rather just have one shower and then have the in-laws host the rehearsal dinner. Is it rude to deny the shower for my future mom-in-law and ask them to host the rehearsal dinner instead? Also, my future mom-in-law claims to be an expert in all things weddings. Help, I don't want to be rude. The answer to this question is, use the money for whatever you want. That means use the money for whatever you want. Whatever you want. You're not going to be rude if you use the money for whatever you want because that's what they said. Yeah. Yeah. Believe them. They told you that. They then said it the first book. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, if it were me, it would be a down payment for a house or like, you know, whatever. But if you want to use it for something in your wedding, like use Do it that. for whatever you want. And, you know, I don't <laughs> I, I think it's totally I mean, I don't completely understand the aunt thing, but like, yeah, if, what what is it to them if they're going to, you know, sponsor one meal or one event like and it's. Whatever. Yeah. They said what I don't want. That. So like they're like, just tell them I this is you're not being rude if you're doing whatever you want, which is what they said you can do with the money. That's it. That's it, girl. Yeah, yeah, but also strings are attached when you take money. And so you you know, you'd be naive naive to think that it's just it's just gratis. I think that there's always <laughs> drama. There's always like ties there's always something and so you know if it doesn't feel right and you don't need it like and you don't want that extra thing hanging over you or that extra drama like that's expensive too just because it's not money like your time your energy mm-hmm. your mental health like is that really part. valuable you can always get more money you can't get more time that's that from a money lady <laughs> but also it's like communicate i think it all comes down to use your words and ask her specifically. I know you said I could do whatever I want, but I would love it if you could host the rehearsal dinner. 
since that's normally what the groom's parents do. If that's if you want to stay with tradition, then tell her, thank you so much for this gift. We would love to put this towards the rehearsal dinner. And the last line says she wants to do all things wedding, which means she wants to be involved yeah. subtly. So just say, how would you like to participate in the wedding? I would love to have your help planning. What would you like to do? And she's like, I'd love to help do your shower. Then say, well, my aunt already asked me and I would love to give her the honor to host the shower for me. However, if you'd like to be on the planning committee, please, here's my aunt's number. Call her. Offer her help. <laughs> please. I insist. Now they can both go on and run hand in hand as they jog down to the merriment of planning this, this shower for you. And you don't have to think about anything. And then you also have mom now planning the rehearsal dinner. Another thing you can delegate and remove from your list. Yeah, task I say this people. is a win-win. I task. Agree. Assign. You're the delegate. CEO of this wedding. Girl. Yes. <laughs> and then ask her, maybe she could do the wedding invitations too. You know, how does she want to be involved? I would say, I have options for you, sister. Listen, the answer is always no if you don't ask. Always no. Ding, 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 ding. So my fellow listener, open your mouth, say what you want, whatever's on your heart, make it happen. But don't assume anything of anyone until you actually ask and get the answer. All right, next question. Let's see if there's another question. Ooh, how do you ask your parents how much they are contributing to the wedding if they haven't offered yet? <gasps> Ooh. Can you? Like, and you've never had the conversation before. <laughs> I mean, I don't like, have hey, parents, so like, I don't get any. I know that I don't How get anything. <laughs> and so, but yeah, assuming that you haven't had the conversation, because sometimes pe people are told that, you know, I'll pay for your wedding and that's what they assume. And then it gets awkward too. Like money is awkward no matter what, whether you have money or whether you don't, it is a mind fuck. So it's going to be awkward no matter what. I would just mm -hmm. straight up ask. Like I wouldn't ask unless it was offered. They know you got engaged. Generally, it's the probably the first conversation you're having is with your whole family about, hey, here's the wedding. This is what we're going to do. Here's the budget. And if they had it, they'd be like, great. We'd love to give you 20%. We'd love to pay for the rehearsal. Like the, the, the question... I'm giving you, here's a lump sum of money. Do whatever you want. They understand that this is a huge endeavor. Yeah. And maybe they're not giving you the money for their wedding, but they're maybe going to give you the down payment on a house or something. Mm -hmm. I don't come from a family like that, so I'm paying for my own Me wedding. Either. So I was yeah. like, I'm definitely not going to be asking to be like, mommy, what are you going to give me? She's like, girl, I'll just be there. <laughs> my presence is the present. I'm my present. <laughs> like, no, I, I definitely don't. I am the yeah. gift. Yeah, that I mean, part. <laughs> I think if, if, you know, if it comes up, like, it is important to get clarity, you know, mm. for the previous question, you know, whether if they said do whatever you want, like, I would just double click on those things and be super clear that like, nothing's lost in translation, I would have a real conversation and not a text conversation. You know, I just like, understand what the expectations are, so that you could proceed accordingly, whether you have it or don't. And I would just go under the assumption, look, two truisms on Wall Street, buy low, sell high, and it's better to beat low expectation. And so it is much better to have way low expectations of anybody's contribution 
than have super high expectations and be disappointed, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's better to have like assume nothing and then be stoked when you get something. Like, oh my God. Yeah. But I love that. I, lo- I think that's great advice. Okay, another quick question. Are tips really expected for all vendors? And when do I tip a vendor whose service isn't complete until after the wedding, i.e. photographer and videographer? Tipflation is happening too. If a photographer and videographer, yeah, I was like, uh. <laughs> I've been tipped $100 and I've been tipped multi-thousands of dollars. So choose your adventure. There's a really wild gradient. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, I'll ask you this. Like, is it uncouth to ask, you know, in the same way as like when Americans go to Europe, the, the gratuity is included. Which, what but do I do? Like, yeah. Right. Like, do you, can you just ask like, Hey, is the gratuity yeah. part of this? And if it is like, that's what you're paying period. The end. So I send a tip guide to my couples prior to, mm-hmm. and I'll outline what I think the tip should be based on kind of market value. And I ask all the vendors prior to, well, specifically like catering, is gratuity already included in this? Other smaller vendors, they usually include it, like your transportation, like the pe- the bus. Like if you want to, ask some of your vendors to include gratuity if you're open to it. Like just get it out of the way. But it is gratuity. You don't have to tip everyone, but it's really nice when you do. Yeah. And pro tip is I kind of give my tips out when I first see the vendor um, because it puts a little pep in their step and their performance is that much more heightened prior than waiting until the end. So as soon as I see my photographer, my videographer, I give them a tip and say, thank you guys so much. We're so excited to work with you today. Mm-hmm. And they always over deliver hands down. I mean, no one's going to say no to money. So if you want to go wild, <laughs> go, go tip. Although maybe don't tip in advance if you're like giving a shitty tip. If you're, if you're being, if you're being like 20, Generous. 25%, yeah, then, and, and you already have that budgeted. But I would say like a bigger part of this question is to have tips budgeted mm, yes. in your line item. Gratuity is a part of our line items in our budget. It should like, and I always tell people when you're creating your wedding budget, it's the same as when buying a house. Don't buy the house you can fully afford. Like Mm. buy a house that's a little cheaper so you can have a cushion of money to furnish it with. So use that furnished money as like your, oh my God, we just found this other new cool vendor we want to add. All right. That's like always take 20 to 30% out of the money that you've calculated as like, I want to spend a hundred thousand dollars, remove 20, 30% from that and just forget yes. about it and operate from a budget that's 20% less than what you allocate. It's it's awesome advice. Uh, I would also say that that's a similar thing, as you mentioned, to buying a house. You don't want to be house poor. Like you don't want to be wedding yeah. poor. And you, there's this adage to live within your means. That's no, live below your means. Living within yes. your means meaning like that's not the goal, I think. And so that's really smart because like everything is always over time and over budget. Like if you're renovating Mm -hmm. a house, if you're getting married, just assume that shit is going to be like more expensive because, you know, I don't know, like some crazy thing always happens. Like and then they're like, oh, "Oh, yeah, the utensils are not included. I don't know. And then you're like, wait, I didn't even think to ask about that. And so, yeah, just allow yourself a cushion for the unexpected when people are like, yeah, but like this unexpected thing happened. My tire blew out. Like I had to get a root canal. It's like. Yeah, unexpected stuff happens. That that's what that's life. <laughs> that's life. It's life. And it's the not, wedding is no exception. Not when. Yeah. 
<laughs> totally. So you'll probably end up like if you say, for, you know, for easy math, you have a hundred thousand dollar budget, like staying within eighty thousand dollars going into it means you'll probably end up at a hundred. Net net. Yep. You're always gonna go over your wedding budget. I've never had a couple who did not go over their wedding budget. I'm just gonna say it. Period. <laughs> I don't know anyone who's renovated a house and was like, yo, we saved money. <laughs> <laughs> Never we happens because they, they show it happened. to you. They're like, do you want this ugly ass faucet or do you want this upgraded, beautiful like <laughs> spout? I stay showing couples what they can afford and they're like, Oof. is there anything else? And I'm like, well, you could have this one, but it's over your budget. All right, we'll figure it out. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. I, I did my best. But I think, yeah, but having a planner is also uh, is a budgeting hack, too, because their job is to help you. Right. Like you tell me you'll forget more than I will ever know about this. But, you know, I'll walk I'll walk you through it. But I'm also a visionary. So I'm like, but wouldn't you like these chairs? (laughs) (laughs) Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment worthy bags, watches and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. All right, we got a few more minutes left and we are going to play a game. And it's a fun game. You'll actually like this one. It's called Save or Splurge. (laughs) I love it. All right, so our producer has listed out some wedding items and scenarios for us and we'll decide if we would save or splurge on them. We both, of course, would elope, but ultimately, if we had weddings. (laughs) Watch, we're both going to have like epic weddings. I know, right? (laughs) I'm like, I get the big old ring that's blinked down. I'm like, well, we should really host like a hundred people. Like where? Oh my God. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. So videographer drone shots, would you save or splurge? Um, save. A drone shot? Like in addition, yeah. not, not instead of like normal photography. I would definitely splurge on having a videographer. For sure. But not but like that also the extra, does like, <laughs> right, exactly. I w- but if it's it's a lot extra, then no, I would, I don't need like an overhead shot. Like you're never going to frame that shot. I would just make sure that you have like a really great videographer, videographer, photographer. Yeah. This is hard because I'm like, oh, I, I just know a friend who would probably do it for me. So it's no problem, but yeah, I would also definitely. That. You you have like a techie friend that has a freaking drone. Drone, yeah, have them pull that thing out and just. But okay, pro tip: do not have that thing whizzing while you're walking down the aisle. It is so distracting. It's like a massive herd of bees. Like it is a terrible sound, and just don't do it during the ceremony. Do it right before. Just pro tip. But anyway, I would definitely say splurge on videography. A lot of people don't want. They're like, oh, we don't need video. When am I going to watch this video? And I just talked to a couple yesterday. We did their one-year anniversary, and they said they just sat down and watched the video. And one of the the groom's uh, father recently passed away, mm-hmm. and the, he was at the wedding. So it was a really great – they lived in the moment again. They mm-hmm. cried. They laughed. They were like, we had a – we enjoyed that we got a video. So it might be a good 
I'm going to have y'all spend money on every one of these items. I don't know. I mean, like, (laughs) listen, everybody's taking videos and stuff on their phones anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Have a a shared folder. Have everybody also, you know, make sure that you're collecting other people's content. And you can have like a content editor make you like a really long something. Yeah, go on. Easy peasy. Fiverr. Yeah. Upwork. I love that. Okay, transportation for your guest. Save or splurge? Like in a cool Mercedes Sprinter situation? Uh, No, just moving them from like, usually when you're inviting guests like a destination wedding and you're like, just get to the venue. It's like, uh, how? (laughs) All of the destination. I mean, this is a whole other episode. Like all of that is expensive and like it annoys guests to no end, right? Because you're like, well, yeah. I'm already spending a ton to get here to, you know, travel to get the room and all this stuff. It's always expensive. I, I don't know. Like, I would save on it. <laughs> I feel like Uber. <laughs> You're going to save on every – I would – a transportation for guests will make or break their vibe. So if you're trying to make a good guest experience, I would say splurge on this so that – so they arrive, like, also on time. If you're managing the transportation, they will be there on time. If they, if you let them take their own Ubers or cars, and they got to find parking and yada yada, yada. it's like, are y'all are y'all here yet? That's all, that's also fair, but it never starts on time anyway. Mine do. Don't do that. Oh, Don't do that. Okay, Don't say that, okay, Nicole. Okay, Don't okay, do okay, that. Okay, just kidding. Mm-mm, just not kidding. around. <laughs> just kidding. Fallon runs a tight ship, but yeah, like if you're getting married on top of a freaking volcano, then like for sure, we don't need transpo. We're going to need Jeep Wranglers to it take depends. all those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone in a Wrangler. This is Jurassic but, Park. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody needs like a golf cart to get to one side of the resort. No, 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 no. It's really just like if your ceremony is at a church that's 10 minutes away, mm-hmm. now you're doing your reception in another space. I always, or if you're in a place where everyone has traveled to it. And instead of having Ubers and cars, especially if people are drinking at, like, then they're going to have to drive themselves home. Like, no, transportation to and from the hotel so you can yeah. get drunk. Y'all don't have kids this weekend because it's a kid-free wedding. Yay. And we're, we're having a great time. Okay. Last question. <laughs> no, two more. The wine that's served at dinner. Save or splurge? I'm like, I think I'm going to splurge on another one. I have to before we end. But it's not going to be this one. I would save on this. Yeah, I don't think I, the only way I would splurge on it is if your guests are like wine people, but most mm. people don't know great wine anyway. Yeah, totally. So there's no it's point in. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh. you're like, is this two buck chalk or is this cake? Yeah, exactly. We don't know. <laughs> it's like, just put the white little hand, like just, and then stick it. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. I would definitely not splurge on the wine for dinner, but maybe for yourself. By the way, like get yourself a oh. nice bottle. Is that is that an asshole thing to do? No, I had a couple who did who had some crazy 1988 special something that they popped during cake cutting and they gave oh. me a little sip. They're like, Fallon, this is very special. And I cherish my little sip to Aww. like and it was really so it was, yeah, get yourself your bottle for your cake cutting yeah. for sure. I like that. All right, ceremony music, savor splurge. I okay, so I know that I said that I was going to say splurge on something and this is the last one, but for real, I would splurge on this one. 
Because that feels like vibes to me personally. It does. Agreed. Like I don't. I want the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's the one area personally that means a lot to me. But again, like if one of these things means a lot to you, if you are, you know, an aspiring, you know, cinematographer, like maybe the drone thing is going to be really valuable <laughs> to you, right? I don't. Yeah. Like maybe you're a sommelier, and so like the wine thing is going to be important to you, and maybe you're a race or they driver. know you know. for wine, or they like they are right. like oh exactly. the wine at this wedding is going to be great because so he picked it like then that's your splurge. I agree with you. Pick your pick your poison here, pun intended. Like, Right. But also, real winos or like wine connoisseurs will know the ones that are cheaper, but like feel more expensive too. Yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll know how to navigate the, we got to give wine to 100 people for an hour and a half for dinner. Which ones are we picking? And maybe you're splurging for the wine specifically for dinner. And not the wines for the bar. Because those no mm. no one's really tasting the wine at the bar, but the ones that are going with the steak or the fish, making those whites and those reds. Cause you probably only need a case or two for those. So you don't wouldn't you don't even have to splurge. You'd you'd buy less quantity because it's just for the hour and a half of dinner. That's right. If you want to. Nobody's yeah. like going up to the open bar and like swirling their wine. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what year was this? I can taste notes of berry. Like, yeah, no. Things can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. No. They're like, where's the tequila at by the time they get to the bar? I mean, that's what yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> like, we had our wine. We ate our food. <laughs> totally. But I would say like overall, out of that list, pick one splurge. I agree. That works for you. Always splurge on something. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Nicole, where can people follow you on social media? You can find me at Nicole Lappin, wherever social media is served. And uh, Money Rehab, it's a daily financial podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast. All right. And you guys, if you want to continue to follow along, you can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. And you can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Betches.